No, it's I don't think so. It's actually really sweet. Ooh. I like it. It's got a medicinal flavor. It's mostly honey. Yeah, that's what I really pick up on, is a lot of honey. No, I do not like it. Mm. Just a tiny hint. Yep, yep, it yep. tastes like cigar smoke. Michigoni and Degree. All the best podcasts are free. Not a ginger and witty. Playing games and drinking tea. Call a Poundstone never lies. The best podcast for its size. So hang out with your new best friend. With a friend Rapidian. Hello, welcome to Grand Rapidians Play Video Games. Where every week we have some alcohol to drink, <laughs> talk about video games, and recommend something. And we throw real life XP in there too. That is correct. I'm Ginger. My name is Willie, and black trans lives matter. Hell yeah. Fuck yes, they do. And we have a special guest today, Steampunk Link. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. Yeah, pretty good. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. All the way from the Snescapade podcast parade. Nice. Yep, yeah, we're just uh, muddling through this last month of 1992 right now, (laughs) and uh, oh boy, I'll be glad when it's done. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like, as of your current date, most of the Super Nintendo games that I liked haven't been released yet. There's definitely some. Yeah, I mean, there there were some that came out pretty early. I mean, Super Mario World obviously launched with the system, and I'm, I'm still somewhat confident that may end up just remaining our number one game throughout the entire series, but <laughs> I don't know yet. Um, we've already talked about The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Uh, but yeah, there are definitely some other big ones coming down the pipe that I'm really looking forward to that, you know, unfortunately we may still be a little ways away since we're trying to cover all these chronologically. Some episodes full of stinkers. Yeah, we've we've had a lot of <laughs> yeah. them. December 92 was just a dumping ground. <laughs> <laughs> buy all this shit for your kid for christmas <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> well i can go first with first my kombucha okay oh yeah i actually brew my own kombucha and i made a just mango kombucha and it's pretty fucking good it's sweet and it's funky and i give it a five out of five. Ooh, five out of five let me try this oh, sorry you can't try any yeah but maybe yeah, one day it does sound good. I, you know, I, I had a friend in college who um, mm-hmm. made like meads and sakes and stuff. Then that that was always oh, a pretty sweet. fun time. Yeah. Yep. This mango one is very good. I'll agree with your five out of five. <laughs> sweet. That makes me nervous for this beer that I'm gonna open up now. <laughs> you think you're nervous? Yeah. It's one from Urban Artifact in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's called Epicurean Spicy Pickle. So it's an <laughs> ale made with cucumbers, sea salt, fresh dill coriander and a spicy pepper blend okay nice crack yeah that is a nice crack (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. yeah i like that that's pretty good you would i probably would too but there's a lot of dill flavor like if you have pickles and maybe put a little frank's red hot the pepperiness is kind of like some frank's that that doesn't sound too bad actually cucumbery it's it kind of reminds me of a Bloody Mary in soda pop form without the tomato. You lost me. <laughs> you said Bloody Mary. But without the tomato. So I don't know. And that's the worst what, what right. is part of it. I feel like. That's a good question. What is a Bloody Mary without the tomato? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Apparently Pickle <that>. juice. <laughs> Pickle juice and pepper. Yeah. It's not like vinegary though. It's got a lot of sea salt goza flavor. 
Okay. But with like cucumber and dill added to that. Hmm. With just a little bit of spiciness from the pepper. It's a very good blend. It's light and crisp and refreshing. It's like a slightly spicy pickle soda pop almost. Hmm. I'm still like, you should see my face. <laughs> it's, it's like total disgust. <laughs> Best I don't know. I really like it. I'm going to give this one four and a half out of five. All right. It's yummy. Very nice. Okay. Well, I don't know if mine can quite live up to any of this. So before I potentially slander the good folks at the Barrier Brewing Company in Oceanside, New York, <laughs> um, I should uh, preface mine with a few caveats. One, I am not a huge drinker, um, even less a, a beer or IPA drinker, which is what this is. This is um, called Groove Angle from Barrier Brewing. Uh, it's an India Pale Ale brewed with kiwi. That's what it says here. Ooh, yummy. That sounds good. I'm assuming the fruit, not the bird, or, or a person <laughs> from New Zealand, for that matter. Uh, Excellent. Also, this has been in my fridge for a very long time. I think the the best buy date on the bottom of the can says 10-10-19. Uh, so this may be very, very flat and or stale. Or um, I'm actually going to... Oh, wow. Okay. I can... It actually smells pretty good. I'm pouring this into a glass so I can kind of see if it's flat. It's not. It's still got a good head on that. That but, was a nice crack. Yeah. So if it's okay. been in the fridge the whole time, it should still be good. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it seems fine. I actually I poured that real bad. I've got a I've got a real big <laughs> head on that, so I'm just gonna drink this out of the can now. But. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> can't can't say that while I'm mid swallow. I almost spit up on my mic. <laughs> 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 um. <laughs> so yeah i mean you know it tastes like an ipa with a little hit of kiwi in there you know it's what it says on the tin um yeah you know it's it's not bad actually for someone who doesn't normally care for beers and ipas this one's this one's all right cool Sweet. so out of five what would you rank it um i don't know i'll i'll say a three but if you're somebody who likes ipas and likes a little bit of sweetness in their in their beer um you would probably like this considerably more than i do so yep definitely sounds good to me i'll say uh, good for folks who like ipas yeah nice that's probably my second favorite category after sours is ipas i actually really like stouts i only like a couple i, I just like i just like dark bitter drinks i, I like to drink my coffee black <laughs> I, you know my stepdad calls it beer you can chew so i have this cider one more one right. more <laughs> <laughs> it's called skinny dip it's a cider Lemonade with grapefruit. Yeah, her... Ooh, nice crack. Yeah. That was a nice crack. Her kombucha is virtually alcohol-free, so now she's got to get on our level and drink one with some alcohol. <laughs> yeah. I only add that there's 1% alcohol, because I have to add it on untap. But it's saying that this beer is no longer in production. Oh. But I don't think this, this is the skinny dip that I can find, so. It was on the clearance rack, so probably because it's, really it's no good. longer in production. It's really good. It's very crisp. And farmhouse ciders are really low in sugar, too. Oh, okay. And it's just apples, local lemonade, and grapefruit. That does sound pretty good. It's really, really good. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually am a big fan of ciders, too, now that I think about it. Um, I, I tend to save them for the fall. They just feel like a, a good fall drink to me. Oh, this is definitely a summer cider. Yeah, I guess so, with the lemonade and the grapefruit in there, yeah. It's so crisp. I could chug it. Uh, you're going to need to send me the it's name that of that. Good. After this, so I, I, can, <laughs> I can track that down. That sounds really good. For sure. Yeah, definitely. That's like a 
grapefruit juice with a little bit of lemonade added on top. Yep. I really, really like it. I I'm think giving, I finally found I'm it. I'm giving yours four and a half out of five, too. Uh, I'm skinny. giving it a five out of five. <laughs> wow, two fives in one day. Skinny dip cider lemonade with grapefruit. It's fucking good. All right. Well, cool. We found some good drinks today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back in a sec. to know things about video games how about consumer oriented reviews honest opinions hot takes and predictions well you're listening to the right ad introducing the lit gaming arena podcast season two we bring you two episodes every week terminal news which focuses on all the latest gaming news you'll ever need and the lga cast where we talk about all the games we're playing in the gaming industry in general and we do not hold back any punches We also have the occasional wacky guest, so don't miss out. Subscribe to us today. You can find us on our website, lga.gg, and on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever podcast app you use. Again, that's the Lit Gaming Arena podcast at lga.gg. And now it's time for Real Life XP. TMCRLLC. S-N-E-S. G-R-P-B-G. We're just adding letters to the end of this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Started out with a T-M-C-R-L-L-C. And gotta, Sometimes... Gotta change it, because that gets boring every time. T-M, 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 T-M. <laughs> Shout out to and that's why we drink. Yes. Alright, so I got some real life experience points by climbing down all the stairs in the sinkhole at Shupak Lake. When we went camping last weekend. Oh, yeah. So right across the street from the lake we were camping at, there are two natural sinkholes that are like 100, 125 feet deep. They go down at like a 80 degree slope, really, really steep. So you can stand on the edge and you see the top of the trees at the bottom. Yeah. But at one part, they built a staircase out of like four by fours going down. (laughs) And we counted it and it was about... 250 steps to get all the way to the bottom. And there was benches at certain points. Yeah, it's like, why are there so many benches on the staircase when we were walking down? <laughs> when we were walking we, up. Yeah, it's like, okay, now I understand why there's benches here. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. That was intense, that's for sure. Uh-huh. So you said it was like really steep. Like, Can you see the bottom from any given point? While you're walking down? No, you can't until you're almost there. Okay. When you're, like, halfway down, you can still see the top of the trees that are at the bottom at, like, your eye level. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are a bunch of wild blueberries on the hill up at the top, and then you get down to the bottom, and there's a bunch of wild raspberries. (laughs) So I was, like, eating wild berries when we were walking down the trails. And, yeah, I went down all the way once with Ginger. I walked down it again the next day with Albert. Your son. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. You get down to the bottom and you can feel the temperature difference. It's like 10 degrees cooler down there. Ooh, sounds nice. It's a lot quieter. You don't hear as many, like, birds or animals when you're down at the bottom. One time was enough for me. (laughs) That time coming up that fucking hill the first time, I was done. (laughs) (laughs) I am uh, absolutely... Uh, terrified of heights so like is this a thing that like someone like me could do because you said you couldn't see the bottom so i'm thinking like maybe i could do that but i don't know it it was just steps with like a kind of rickety 
hand railing on one side. No, it's not really like a cliff. It's it just looks like you're looking down a really long staircase in the woods that goes down like the height of like a three or four story house. Hmm. So if you're okay with steps, it's not really like you're looking off the edge of a building or a cliff or anything. No. Yeah. It, I guess it would depend on how steep it is. I'd, I'd have to take a look at it for myself. <laughs> I'm not sure. Like I, yes. I'm finding my fear of heights has actually gotten worse as I've gotten older. Like I used to be able to go up in the space needle and I absolutely cannot anymore. I just get really terrible vertigo. And I, when I'm up there and I'm just like, no, I got to get out of here. I'm going to be sick. Yeah. I've never been to the top of that. But we went to Chicago, the uh, Sears Tower, which is now called the Willis Tower. Right. And they have the sky deck, and that was pretty intense. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't think there's any way I could have done that. I remember um, I, I grew up in St. Louis, and I actually went up into the Gateway Arch once as a kid. And Yeah. A of all, there isn't much to do up there, and B of all, you're real, real high up. <laughs> Yeah. We walked under it once and that gave me vertigo just looking up oh, at it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't look at up at that thing. It was fucking with me too much. <laughs> Alright, so I'm gonna say for going down into the bottom of that sinkhole twice that that's worth about six thousand eight hundred and ninety two experience points. Mm, specific. That's yeah, it is. Another specific one and I'm not going to argue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't pick that number for any particular reason. I just picked that number. So I'm going to go with changing my Jeep battery before we went camping. Hmm. Oh my gosh. So I'm I'm pretty short. I'm maybe 5'2 on a good day. <laughs> and I have a Jeep Wrangler. It's not lifted or anything, but I went to go start it, and the battery was clearly dead. So it's been almost four years since I've had that battery. So it was about time. (laughs) I didn't have a long socket wrench at all. I could have looked for one, but I was too pissed off about (laughs) having to, to change my battery. It was easy. It was three bolts. 10 millimeter, but I just had a crescent wrench. <laughs> so we didn't have a 10 millimeter at home. I had that at work with me. Yes. So. so then when you got home, I had to actually wait for you to lift that fucker out of there because it was so heavy. But I loosened everything up and I was just like, okay, I totally took all day changing my fucking battery, but. <laughs> yeah, when the battery's up at your head level, it's hard to lift it up another <laughs> two feet. Yes, when a battery is at my head level, no, it's more like my upper chest <laughs> I know. and chin. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> I'm not that short. <laughs> I don't have blocks on my feet when I'm driving. You, you don't have to actually like pick up the battery like Mario 2 style in order to... Uh, <laughs> oh, God, if I almost. could have... <laughs> I even got, like, a couple stools trying to lift that fucker out of there, and I couldn't. And I was like, God damn it. It was so hot. It was, like, in the 90s. Or, like, the lower 90s here in Michigan. It was a tight space, too. I yes. Had, I had trouble wiggling it out of there, too. Cause yeah. It's right next to, like, the... With the pneumatic that holds the hood up. And yes. Stuff like that. Yeah. 
And then you have to tighten it down in there so it doesn't wriggle out because Jeeps are pretty bouncy. But I got it changed. (laughs) (laughs) It really isn't that hard. It's just you have to have the right tools and the fucking strength to pick it up and out of there. So for changing my own battery mostly, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say 7,000 points. 7,000? Yep. But I helped too. Yeah, you can get a couple points. <laughs> All right, we'll cut you down to six thousand five hundred, and I'll take five hundred of those. Oh, what? You're just taking them? Yep. I'm no. gonna take them from your total this time. No. I'm gonna try. You're not gonna. <laughs> you can just have five hundred. I know so little about cars. I I cannot help in the no, the experience no. points economy with this one. I like <laughs> a mechanic could take me for a ride. <laughs> I could have been a mechanic. Mm. I went four years to like a trade school and worked on cars so i know a good amount about them okay so we'll up it to seven thousand five hundred and then i'll take five hundred of them so you still get seven thousand <laughs> okay whatever <laughs> all right <laughs> so link what's your real life experience <laughs> okay points? well so so i've got uh, two things um these are a little bit in the <laughs> rear view mirror now but I finally got my new version of my website, and this is probably like the, the third version of this thing that I've, I've built at this point. Um, had built it in WordPress this time. I'd actually built the original version from scratch, just using like Node and React and Express and all this other fun nice. stuff. But I've basically been teaching myself how to code because everybody says, oh, hey, learn to code, lol. And um, <laughs> I, I've done that, and now I've found that, oh, I have a skill set that is only uh, really appealing to some of the worst people on the planet. Great. This is wonderful. But <laughs> stay off the dark web. Yeah, right. So <laughs> so anyway, I've got my new version of uh, Honest Piranha, which is just kind of like the the sort of label that Emmy and I have used for all the stuff that we've been doing for years now. We started out doing stuff on YouTube and you know, we never had anything that clicked until we started doing the Sinescapades podcast and that's really the thing that we're like, okay, <laughs> this I like this. This is something that I would actually watch and or listen to. So we, we've just kind of kept running nice. with that. So the other thing is that we're actually starting a second podcast. This one's going to be bi-weekly. Uh, we are also both very big Star Trek fans, specifically uh, <laughs> all of the Star Treks that kind of ran in the 90s. So Next Gen, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager. Uh, we are calling it Trekking in the 90s. And basically, we just pick a random episode and we uh, talk philosophy or just whatever other topics the episode tends to bring up. So nice. Yeah. We just have, uh, we had our pilot go up a, a while ago. That one's up. We're going to have a second episode go up pretty soon. And then we've got a third one recorded that I just need to cut together. But we've, we've talked about holograms and, and AI and, and the, the sort of ethics of having a technology where it seems like you can pretty much just create sentient people, like just <laughs> mass produce them. And, I feel like uh, Star Trek never really talked a whole lot about that as far as like the implications no. of the holodeck is concerned. And maybe we should have gotten a little <laughs> bit harder into that. But yeah, we talked that. We talked <laughs> about the Prime Directive and, and that weird episode of The Next Generation where uh, where we we meet Worf's foster brother, who's played by Paul Giovanni. Wait, Giovanni? No, Paul Sorvino. <laughs> Giovanni. I'm just thinking Italian names. Oh, my God. Paul Sorvino. <laughs> See, this is what happens. You guys got me drinking this beer. I never drink. And now I'm... I'm <laughs> Wow, Paul Giovanni. <sighs> Wasn't that the uh, the hologram from Quantum Leap, who also became a sentient hologram in the holodeck in an episode? 
Um, hmm. I don't remember his name. I I don't know. We I'd have to Google it. Yeah, the the episode where we were talking about the holodeck was uh, one of the Voyager episodes where they're going to the weird Irish village. Okay. Yeah, not not really anyone's favorite episode, but I thought it was a fun one <laughs> to to use to discuss you know the implications of that sort of technology. Yeah. That sounds good. We watched through all of the Star Trek television series up to Enterprise in order yep. over the last... Well, we ended maybe a year ago, two years ago. Yep. Mm. And then we finally got rid of streaming Netflix. But uh, okay. I would have to say the original series is one of my favorite <laughs> just because of the fucking captain. He's such just an over-actor in the worst ways, and especially in that third season, <laughs> when they knew he was going to, like, not be doing it. Yeah, are you going to be doing going through them in order? No, no, we, we just we just pick a completely random episode. Basically, we, we switch off, nice. so at the end of any episode, uh, whoever didn't pick that episode's topic gets to pick the next one. So I think the next one that we're going to be recording is... Oh, it's um, one of the Q episodes where, where Q becomes mortal. <laughs> He's such a dick. Oh, <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. It's so funny. We'll be talking about that. That one's a good one. Yeah. So how many experience points do you think you get for these two wonderful tasks? Oh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean the first you one... You just got to pull a number out of your ass, man. <laughs> okay. That's all we do. I mean... <laughs> Does it have to be a funny number, like 666 or something like that? If you want to. Okay. Uh, um, you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to be generous to myself. I'm going to say 6,666 experience points. Yeah, that sounds fair. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> so that's 3,333 3, for each task. <laughs> All right. That probably puts you up to like level, I don't know, 19, 20, yeah, something like I, that. Yeah, I was going to say like 20. Right. We never calculated our scale, so we're not sure yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Free stickers to anyone who ca- calculates our totals. We're in that. I'll send you one of the Grand Rapids Ingress t-shirts if you calculate all of our <laughs> totals. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. With all of our stickers and our magnet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, I, I'm looking forward to the day when, like, we're all big enough that people just create wikis for us. And so, like, somebody will actually have, like, an episode-by-episode breakdown of how many experience points everyone has gotten. And how much yeah. I mix, mis, misspeak and <laughs> repeat myself. <laughs> well, say that again. Oh, fuck you, Willie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. Flawless victory. <laughs> hey, Ginger. Yeah. What game you play? I play Knights of the Round, the Capcom arcade. Oh, uh, Capcom. Beat em up. Capcom? Yeah. <laughs> Capcom. <laughs> Misspeak number 10 in this episode already. <laughs> so this is a... This is a really fun beat-em-up game, especially on the Switch, because you have ultimate tries, basically endless quarters. Unlimited quarters. Oh my god, that's so fucking awesome. <laughs> That's what makes this game good. Because if it didn't, <laughs> if it didn't have that, if I was in the arcade 
having to shove quarters into a machine, I would hate this game. <laughs> no lie. There was a Super Nintendo version later, but I don't think you guys have gotten up to that, have you, Link? Yeah, I, I believe you're right, but I don't think we've gotten to that one. Well, I know we haven't gotten to that one yet. Um, yeah, there, there's actually a lot of games kind of based on like the, the <laughs> King Arthur mythos on the SNES that we'll, we will be getting to eventually. Nice. Yeah, so, it would probably suck if you only had like three continues or five continues or oh, whatever. The Super Nintendo and you had to did. restart. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have been able to beat this game today. <laughs> actually, before we recorded, so there are, I believe, six levels. I didn't exactly count, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you can fix me, but you can be Arthur, Lancelot, or some other dude. Percival, I think. Yeah, I don't like him. He has an axe. I liked Arthur. He had a thickle, fat sword. Girthy? Oh. <laughs> girthy sword? Yes. Girthy swords. Bing, bing. <laughs> <laughs> Good. But it was really funny that you could just jump on an enemy's horse or cut open a barrel and get a horse. So you have to basically go to, I forget what was the big enemy's name that I killed, uh, Garibaldi? Garibaldi. Garibaldi. Giovanni, right. Say, <laughs> Giovanni, exactly. <laughs> so you have to get up to his castle, and then Merlin gives you the chalice, and you win. So you just go from the left to the right, and you kill people with your sword. Yep. So, yes. you. It's random enemies, but they're all the same color, or not the same colors. They're the same enemies, different colors, in further stages. Besides the tall man, he had the same weird, like, long helmet, kind of like the Black Knight in, what is that? Monty Python's old Yeah, Monty Python. But he was in, like, a white suit of armor called the tall man. He looked the same. (laughs) There was also the... The Sky Dancer came yeah. out with his rapier sword, and he uh-huh. kind of reminded me of Sansa's sword teacher in Game yes. of Thrones. Yes, the the water dancer guy. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And he had, he, I think he came out a few times. There was no toilets. There was, no. could have been piss jugs in those barrels, but they totally dropped the bomb on that. But it's. Early 90s, so... Any, like, pick-up items? You pick up, like, a lead pipe? No. (laughs) You can't pick up anything. You can jump on a horse. You can pick up gold, which gives you points, which you can level up. That gets you more armor. Or you can pick up food that replenishes your HP. I'm guessing, like, a a turkey leg or something like that? Yeah, either (laughs) turkey leg, grapes, a big bowl of salad. (laughs) the whole roasted chicken the whole salad was weird i i would love it if they just had like modern foods in there for no reason like hamburgers and pizza that you would pick up for health (laughs) (laughs) that would be pretty funny so sometimes you would have to as you get further like along in the castle you'd have to save some of your knights or whatever like your friend knights from enemies and they would drop the of the round table they dance whenever they're able. <laughs> oh, yeah, what you said. <laughs> so, <laughs> for an arcade beat 'em up game on the Switch with unlimited quarters, it's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, it, it's the actual arcade version, not like one of the ports that they've put on there. Yep, it's yep. on the Capcom's beat 'em up collection. Yep. 
Oh, okay. What else is oh. on that? Um, I forget. Let me look. Will, Link, talk. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's the same game if we played it on the arcade machine. Once I get that working again with this USB stick I've got. Yep. Very nice. You could play the same thing and actual throw, actually throw quarters in there. So there's Final Fight, The King of the Dragons, Captain Commando, Knights of the Round, which I played, Warriors of Fate, Armored Warriors, and Battle Circuit. Okay. I actually kind of want this on my Switch. <laughs> I don't know why I don't have it. Didn't Capcom release some sort of compilation of, of beat-em-ups that was like a, a standalone like plug-and-play system that had like Alien vs. Predator on it or something like that? Somewhat recently? I think so. Yeah, last couple of years. Maybe. Yeah, I'd, uh, I, I spent a lot of time in arcades with friends playing a lot of those old beat-em-ups. <laughs> so, uh, let me just ask you... Uh, what was your go-to beat em up among The Simpsons, TMNT, and X-Men? <laughs> like, which one of those? It's between The Simpsons and The X-Men. Okay. Because yeah. I uh, love The X-Men because there's, like, women who had powers and they were powerful. And that, and that one had, like, six players, didn't it? Yeah, there were versions of that machine so. that would have, um, yeah, like, uh, two or three monitors right next to each other. Yes. And how they did that is actually kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent here, but uh It's okay. no, it's okay. <laughs> the the monitors would actually be like sort of embedded in the the cabinet and reversed and then what you'd actually be seeing would be mirrors that connected all the screens more seamlessly than they could get the monitors to actually, you know, place them. So anytime you saw one of those machines, awesome. you were probably looking at just like a bunch of mirrors that were uh, giving you that big seamless picture. Nice. Yeah, that X-Men game was great. I, I always ended up having to play the <laughs> character that nobody else wanted to play, and I, I never minded that because <laughs> like, in the X-Men, I always ended up being Dazzler. Like, okay, whatever, it's fine. Dazzler's cool. Uh, Simpsons game, I'm always Lisa. Fine. It's, you know what? I don't care. Lisa's cool. I love being Lisa because it was a girl in a game. Yeah. I like being Bart in that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. I always have a soft spot for or that Marge. Simpsons game. Yeah. Yes. Because there was a place where I did a bowling league, and we would go bowling there with my parents, too, once in a while. Yeah. And the arcade machine, the Simpsons version that they had there, they didn't have the front of the control panel screwed down. So you could, you know, lift it up <laughs> oh. to do repairs. And I could lift up and reach in there and hit the little quarter trigger thing <laughs> and give myself, like, 20 credits. <laughs> and so I managed to beat that one for free when I ran out of quarters. It's like, all right, nobody's looking. Let's play The Simpsons for free. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So Knights of the Round, the arcade, it's pretty fun for a beat-em-up if you've never played it. Yeah, that sounds cool. All the enemies have names and health bars, like in Final Fantasy, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. I like yeah. that. And the bosses have just more. The bosses are pretty sweet. One has like a giant scary mask, shield, armor shit. It's pretty cool. <laughs> hey, Will. Yo. What game do you play? So, I played Birds and Beans for DSiWare. As I try and go through every different console that I have access to, on my DSi XL, I have yep. several games downloaded. The The store is closed now, unfortunately, but I've always been a big fan of the Pioro games from the WarioWare games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pioro T and Pioro R, and there was a spin-off standalone game called Birds and Beans. I remember this game. It's fun. And it was 
a mini game from WarioWare, not one of the micro games. It'd be one of those that you could unlock and it'd be a little bit more to it than just the three seconds pick a nose <laughs> game. Right. But it always involved a bird with a long tongue and you eat these seeds or flies coming down in this game. The whole ground is made out of squares and there's seeds falling down. And it actually includes birds and bees one and birds and bees two. Bees or beans? Beans. Okay. <laughs> beans, beans, the magical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot, the more you toot, the better you feel. So eat your beans at every meal. Right, that kind of bean. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they float down like dandelion seeds. There's like a bean with like a leaf puffball at the top. <laughs> and they float down. And in the first birds and beans, you're the red Pioro, and you press the button and your tongue shoots out, either diagonally left up or diagonally right up at a 45 degree angle. The longer you hold the button, the further your tongue goes. And so you have to angle it and time it right so that your tongue hits the bean seeds and eats them. The higher up they are that you eat them, the more points you get. If you eat it down really low, it's 10 points. Uh-huh. And it goes up to 50, 100, and if you eat it near the top of the screen, it's like 500 points. Nice. If a bean makes it all the way down to the ground, if it hits you, you die and it's game over. If it hits the ground, it makes the square that it hits disappear. Okay. And that's for like the... Can you walk back and forth? Yep, you can walk okay. back and forth. So it takes basically what you can walk on away. Yes. And then there's white beans that fall down, and if you eat a white bean, a little bug comes down and replaces one of the squares so you can walk further if some of the ground has been eliminated. Oh, nice. And then every once in a great while, a flashing bean will fall. And if you eat the flashing bean, then it makes all the beans in the air disappear. Hmm. Interesting. And so you just play that and try and get a high score. Hmm. Do we have a world record of this, or do you... No. Oh, I don't remember. Okay. Possibly. So you said this one's on DSiWare, but that store no longer exists. Is this available anywhere else? No, I don't think it is. Oh, dang. Yeah, there's so much that they just need to fucking bring back. Yeah, it's one of those games that's lost forever if you don't have it. Yeah, games preservation in the digital space is something that needs to get better. Like, I, I just uh, pulled my Wii U out of mothballs, because uh, I was checking that out, <laughs> and um, I looked at the, the Wii channel, you know, where I transfer all my Wii stuff over. I was really happy to discover that I, I still had a game called Lit downloaded on there, because I am fairly certain Lit has not come out on anything else. So I'm like, oh, good, I still have that. <laughs> it's still available to me. Yeah. I think, Will, you ended up downloading a bunch of that on our Wii U, from our Wii. Yep, I transferred all of my WiiWare games over to our Wii U. Mm -hmm. We still have that hooked up. I've got probably three or four pages full of WiiWare games. (laughs) Yeah, Wii U was a good system. I liked that system. I don't care what anyone else says. Yeah, it is sweet. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that I ended up finally finding one at a play-and-trade when I finally got one. Okay, and Birds and Beans 2, your (laughs) different color Pioro. And instead of shooting your tongue out, you spit seeds. And you spit seeds so fast, it's still at the same 45 degree angle up. But you spit them so fast, they're almost invisible. 
And that's actually what the instructions built in says, too. I was like, why can't I see these seeds? But, yeah, you just spit at an angle, and instead of eating the seeds, you destroy them <laughs> to keep them from hitting the ground. All so right. it's, it's pretty much the same game, but instead of, like, timing, my tongue will be there at a certain time, kind of like timing missile command. It's more like just shoot, shoot, shoot. And instead of getting more points for shooting them higher, you get more points if you wait and line up two or three of them, and the more that you line up and shoot with one seed shot. Huh. That's how you get more points in that version. Interesting. Hmm. I don't think I played that one, but I played the first one. My high score on the first one was about 10,400 points, and my high score on the second one was about 12,600 points. Huh. I don't know how good that is. I suppose <laughs> I could go look it up, but... If anyone actually decided to document <laughs> it. Yeah. Very good. Yep, that's also harder to do with... DS games and 3DS games, since you can't even hook the console up to a TV or computer to record the video. Yeah. You have to have a camcorder, or, I mean, now, a phone. (laughs) Right. Or a camera. There were certain special console versions for developers where they could hook it up, but those are, like, really rare dev kits that aren't something that most people can get a hold of. Right. I keep hoping that there'll be some kind of solution for that in the future. Like, you know, the, the Super NES had, like, the, the Super Game Boy that you could plug Game Boy games into, and that's a good way of sort of documenting a lot of those old ones and getting them on a, you know, something that could be recorded easily. Right. Yeah, they should do that. The uh, DS docker or something yeah. where it goes in the Nintendo Switch dock yeah. and it can play Nintendo DS games. Hell yeah. And then you can use the Switch remotely connected to that as the touch bottom screen, and your TV is upper screen. <laughs> All right, quick, I'm going to mail this to myself so that N- Nintendo copies my idea. <laughs> I got a trademark with post-it, with postage. Right, there you go. <laughs> Not that that's how that works. Right, but... <laughs> yeah. So, is there any kind of jug in this game? No, there's no jugs. You're just a bird shooting seeds or eating seeds. You don't even bird poo? No, the whole bathroom situation, though, is it's on a portable, so you can play it while you're in the bathroom, (laughs) (laughs) sitting there. And the games are quick, so, you know, one monster shit could be like four or five games of birds and beans. A monster shit, uh uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's the bathroom situation. (laughs) All right. Birds and beans. One and two. Yeah, they're both in birds and beans. It's one game with two games inside it. Oh. Magic. Is it <laughs> wizard? It is. <laughs> hey, Steampunk Link. Hey. <laughs> what game you play? Uh, you guys are going to be disappointed here. I'm just going to say Animal Crossing. I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. New Horizons. <laughs> um... You need to visit Dick Shadow, then. Is that the name of your island? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just called mine Wellsville after uh, the city where uh, Pete and Pete lived. Road to Wellsville? Oh, Pete and Pete. Yeah, yeah, it's Pete and Pete reference for me. I've been playing a lot of that. I've been having a lot of fun with that. You know, I've I've got you know a backlog of stuff that I really should try. Like, I bought that big uh, humble bundle thing that had like I think like at the end of the day like fourteen hundred games and. 
other game related products in it. Yep, that one on itch.io. Yeah, that was yeah, that's uh, that that was the one. I have barely cracked into that at all. And I, I kinda knew I was gonna <laughs> end up doing that, but there are some games in there that I have really wanted to play. Like Minute is in there. It's a an interesting little indie game where you're basically alive for sixty seconds at a time and every sixty seconds you have to complete a task and then you die and then you're reborn for another 60 seconds but certain things carry over so i really need to play that and other than that yeah i've been playing a lot of super nintendo games as you know because i gotta talk about them on on the show well i know ginger wanted to talk about animal crossing again because last time she talked about it was before they had the swimming introduced oh yeah oh yes the mermaid and the swimming and it's great the mermaid so stuff is very funny because I have no interest in any of that, but my wife loves it. So every time I'm playing, mm-hmm. you know, anytime I get a mermaid thing DIY, I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to leave this in the pile of stuff that I've left for you. So enjoy that. <laughs> uh, so like last time. I actually just got a really cute animal on, I, and I'm working, kicking out another one, but I got um, Anka, the cute little Egyptian kitty. Oh, okay. I was like, sweet. And I have Octavian. He's a pissed off looking uh, octopus. Mm-hmm. Groucho, the pissed off bear. I'm trying to get pissed off people. I'm mad that I ended up letting this pissed off little pink teddy bear go. I should have never let him go. Uh-huh. I think he was Vladimir. He was so cute. Come get some. Yeah, we uh, yeah. we had a villager that we were trying to get rid of for a long time, and so like we'd even like built out like a little neighborhood for all of our villagers, <laughs> but we left out that villager. Like her house was way over on the other side of the island. We called it the Shun House, <laughs> and uh, it was kind of fun having this villager that we just all hated because like she would say something like, "Oh my god, oh can you believe her? She's just the worst." You know, like my wife and I would just be talking about like, "Oh my gosh, I hate her so much," and then you know she left. It's real easy to kick them. Yeah, well, I mean. It was tough to, like, we had to wait for her to finally, you know, say, hey, I'm thinking of leaving and doing something else. And I was like, well, don't let us stop you. leave, asshole. Yep. (laughs) So So you have to stop talking to them and complain about them. Just stop talking to them. Then a couple days, they'll be out. Well, you know, it's funny. Like, when I actually started talking to her again, that's when she finally decided she wanted to leave. Because we we ignored her for a long time and nothing happened. But then, like, I started (laughs) talking to her again because I'm like, well... She's a different personality type than anyone else, and maybe she'll have at least some DIYs that I can't get from anybody else. But, you know, like, when I started right. doing that, that's when she's finally like, you know, I'm thinking of leaving. And I was like, okay, cool, awesome, yes. get out of here. So Yes, you have to stop talking to them for a little while, and then they should be walking with, like, a message bubble, and then that's when they are, they'll be out. Yeah, see, here's the thing. She tricked me, because she had, like, the little message bubble Ooh. above her head, and I was like, oh, What was her ready? name? Uh, Bengal. She was like a tiger. Bangle, you fucking bitch. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, she had like the little thought bubble, and so I'm like, oh, maybe she's ready to leave. So I go and talk to her, and she's like, hey, do you want this stupid shirt? And they're like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, give me Damn money. <laughs> Fuck. And also, you know, I, I feel like. Have something... you gotten a blue rose yet? No, I've, I've got a very elaborate system worked out to try and farm a blue rose, and it has not worked for me yet. I've got gold roses. Yep, I have everything but a blue rose. Yeah, there's still a couple of flowers I don't have yet that I'm trying to get, but I've, I've kind of I've kind of cooled on it a little bit. I did finally get like a a really big <laughs> turnaround on my turnips this past week. Like I sold them for a huge uh, profit, nice. and 
That felt very good, so... I don't fuck around with the stock market, or the stalk market. (laughs) I just, I'm not a fan. So what else is new? There's fireworks now? Have either of you seen those yet? Tomorrow night, Mm -hmm. we're recording this August 1st. I just told on us. I thought it was Saturday night. Uh, I think it's Sunday. So dumb. I don't give a fuck about fireworks. I want more room in my fucking house and more designer spots. Like, the special design codes. I do not have enough room in my house because I need more CJ and Flick to come so I can make more models out of all my fucking bugs. Oh, yeah. But yeah, there's like locusts and sharks that ended up showing up, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I've had a shit ton of stars lately, more with no Celeste than with Celeste. It's pretty awesome. Just happened to look up and I'm like, holy shit, they're shooting stars. Yeah, I haven't I haven't had too many of those lately. Because sometimes you'll have like meteor showers that only happen like once every couple of minutes. You know, like you'll have like three of them come and it's yep. like, okay, I gotta wait here for five minutes, I guess, before more come. And I, I just don't have the patience for that. Yep. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love it. <laughs> I fucking, I like that game a lot. Yeah, me too. It's fun. I slowed down slightly i make sure to get my fossils sell some shit see what's in nooks yeah i've i've completely filled out the fossils but yeah i'm, I'm creating a power rangers tribute out in my <laughs> in my island so i need the skeletons of all of the original five animals that they had the zords for and i'm only missing one it's a pterodactyl body and it's like i've been waiting so long I'm like i just need one more pterodactyl body and then my my tribute is complete, nice. and I'm still waiting. Yeah, we'll have to switch switch codes yes. so we mm-hmm. can island hop. All right. That's the most fun. And then we can water flowers because friends watering flowers helps hybrid. Yes. It's ridiculous. But I have lots of rainbow flowers, flowers in rainbow order, and trying to get more green mums because there's only one green fucking flower <laughs> in this, which is dumb. Yeah, yeah. I've almost thought this about just like putting, to get. putting in weeds in, in lieu of green flowers. <laughs> <laughs> but once you get yeah. them, <laughs> once you get them, they'll multiply them a lot. Mm-hmm. It's pretty nice. I had some gifted to me, and then they were just fucking going crazy after that. Fucking crazy flowers. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's the crossed animals game. Yep, that is yep. the the crossing of the animals. I heard Animal Forest was almost originally called Human Forest from that Nintendo Gigaleek. Oh, yeah. So I've been keeping up on So it could have been Human Crossing instead of Animal Crossing. Yeah, that'd be pretty creepy. But it kind of <laughs> makes sense because all these animals walk up and down. It's like you have a, a bunch of furries visiting you. You're a human, so... Yeah, yeah but you're I, the only human. You know, on that note, I saw the thing from the Giga Leak about how there was almost a human pilot in Star Fox 2. Yep. And, yeah, I, I found that fascinating. It's like, oh, what would that mean for the overall, like, world of Star Fox if there were also just people there? That would be pretty crazy. But, I mean, I'm okay with the thought of furries coming to live on Dick's shadow. Yeah, I, I think I would find... All the villagers less endearing if they weren't just like cute animal people. <laughs> like, like I got a guy on my island named Teddy. He's like this jock, you know. Like I give him something, it's like, wow, that was very muscular of you, dude. And I'm like, I would not have patience yeah. for this <laughs> crap from like a guy. Like if this was just some guy named Chet or something, I'd be like, no, fuck you, Chet. But 
it's Teddy. He's this <laughs> he's this big jolly red bear, and I'm like, ah, Teddy, I can't Aww. I can't be mad at you. You're awesome, right? That was muscular right. of Unless me. Unless you make that fucking DIY <laughs> for the fiftieth fucking time, you asshole. <laughs> I don't need Apple hat. I, I don't need a fucking cherry speakers either. <laughs> oh, cherry speakers are awesome. I, I I want that in real life. They are cool. I want cherry speakers in real life. <laughs> right. That's just that's just awesome. <laughs> I don't need the clacker cart. Right? Just don't need it. Hey, you big dummy. Barry Armstrong here, and I need you to vote for Willie Sanders for president. Free video games for everybody. Remember to vote for Willie Sanders for president. Alright, have a good one, bro. Now it's time for recommendations. So I'll go first. Yeah, Ginger, you go first. I am going to recommend the podcast Oh No, Ross and Carrie. This show is where Ross and Carrie don't just report on French science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but partake themselves. They go into religions undergo alternative treatments, seek out paranormal, and always find humor in the life's biggest mysteries. We show up so you don't have to. We actually found them when they did their 11-part, was it 11 parts on Scientology? Yeah, something like that. And they're phenomenal. They're funny, and it's great for, like, just two people to go into these weird (laughs) ways of thinking. And report on it. Yeah, the like, like they went and joined Scientology and did the e-meters and everything yep. for like weeks and weeks to report on it. Oh wow! And then they were found out. They'll go to like flat Earth conferences or like alternative medicine conferences. What was that one drug that they took? Oh, they went down to like Costa Rica to take ayahuasca at an ayahuasca conference. Yep. They've done episodes on, like, homeopathic medicine, and one recent one, they had emergency tarot card readings that they bought (laughs) on, like, Facebook Live or something. Etsy. Etsy, It was on Etsy. Yeah. Yep. So, it's really cool to hear about it. I mean, they, like, they explain it non-biased, and then they give their thoughts on it. They they really do try to explain what it is in, like, like... and like why homeopathic specific, medicine yeah. doesn't work scientifically yes. and yeah everything like that yeah. yes i mean like they explain it like in a non-biased way like they just tell you what this is yeah but then they kind of talk shit about it because it's rightfully <laughs> needed yeah there's a new two-parter called uh, Ross and Carrie cool off with Wim Hof Iceman edition can't wait to listen very cool. All right. Well, I'm going to recommend the Dark Poutine podcast. <laughs> so this is two Canadian guys who look at uh, history and true crime. Everything, um, most of it is like Canadian related. They're two Canadian yep. guys. And so they'll talk about... Hence like, the poutine. Yeah. <laughs> they'll talk about historical Canadian figures that you might, that we might not have heard of here in the U.S. or in other parts of the world. Well, it's America doesn't really yeah. teach their children well at all. Yeah. Sheeple. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. 
But yeah, they do cover lots of dark topics. It's not really an uplifting show, but they're two funny guys and they have fun with it. So it's kind of one of those true crime slash comedy shows. Kind of like wine and crime. They're from the same perspective. They're like, how the fuck could these people have like done this to the, you know, the indigenous people of Canada and Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And so they have fun and they'll make you chuckle as they talk about (laughs) dark parts of history. Yeah. And then they, they have people call in and write emails to them at the end. And like their catchphrase is go shit in your hat. So everybody <laughs> who writes and calls tells them to go shit in their hat. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> that is funny. I like it. Either that or go shit in your duke. <laughs> Sweet. So yeah, dark poutine. That's my recommendation. Awesome. Okay. So I've, I've got a, I got a couple here. So. Um, podcast. Sweet. I want to recommend uh, Citations Needed. Uh, it is a really, really interesting podcast. Um, as they pitch it, sort of about uh, power, PR, and bullshit. So, you know, a, a thing that I hear a lot of people say is, you know, like, well, you know, all these protests are going on, but I, I'm not part of the problem. And I think that this show does a really good job of sort of breaking down how, like, we're all sort of engaging in things that are part of the overall system that is the problem <laughs> and you know kind of yep. sh- showing us like like teaching us to identify you know like if, if you've ever had um this sort of feeling in the back of your head like just watching a piece of media or something and, and just feeling like this seems wrong but i can't really figure out why these guys are going to explain why um like they just had an episode uh i think this was their season finale as of uh this recording, the pro gentrification aspirationalism of HGTV's house flipping shows and kind of talks about mm. the problematic aspects oh, yeah. of that. Um, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they just do deep dives on a whole lot of topics and they have guests who, you know, are experts in those fields as well. So it's uh, it's a really interesting show. I think I saw something on Twitter that they're opening an investigation in the killing of Breonna Taylor and that's tied to gentrification. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was... I was it was a mixed bag because, like, I think I found out about that the same day that I found out that the um, Mike Brown's killer is not going to be have any charges brought against him. And yeah, I was really, really bummed it's about that. It's unfortunate. Yeah, we need to stay pissed and fucking change it for the people who have been marginalized. Yeah, and uh, speaking of staying pissed, uh, I also want to recommend the the Benjamin <laughs> Dixon show. He's a guy who just. Um, he's a podcaster and his podcast is also available as a YouTube show. He is just a guy full of righteous anger and, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, he's, um, I've, I've been binging his show a lot. Um, you know, I, th- I think like the most important Thanks. thing I've heard from him lately is, you know, like, you know, don't let anybody tell you that these protests are legitimate, that, that this isn't, you know, there isn't just cause for these things happening and stuff like that. You know, he, he's just a guy that's just. You know, like, I, I don't want to say like he's, he's angry. He actually comes at all of this stuff very level-headedly, but he, you know, yeah, he, he's just, he's really good for just helping you just want to engage with this stuff and, 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 you know, just kind of getting excited, getting pumped to stay in, you know, keep fighting the good fight. Well, there's putting your anger out there in the wrong way. Yeah. And then there's putting your anger out there in the right way. Finally, if you need something a little bit more lighthearted, uh, I want to recommend... <laughs> The YouTube channel, I, I'm going to mispronounce this name and I apologize. Uh, Gels, Gels Marble Runs. It's uh, J E L L E apostrophe S Marble Runs. Uh, have either of you seen yeah. this before on YouTube? No. Um, Is that like blocks and marbles setups? 
Yeah, but it's like, it is so well produced. They have these things called the, the Marble League in which all these teams of marbles compete against each other in events, a la the Olympics, but for marbles. There is a, they've got a great commentator. I think his name is, uh, uh, Greg Woods, uh, who's very engaged, but also like pretty down to earth. He's just an excellent commentator and he just covers all this stuff as if it were a legitimate sports event and, it is all a lot of fun to watch. It is produced very well, like it, without being overproduced. It's, uh, it's super fun. So if you've ever wanted to watch teams of marbles compete in events like block pushing or they've even had like a Marbula one recently where they just have marbles going around, you know, laps around a track. <laughs> just r- okay. really fun stuff. <laughs> At first I thought I might have seen one of these, but I saw one where it was like one of those plastic sets where you put the marbles in and they go down and do like loops and there's funnels and stuff yeah they've done a little bit of that too but like their thing is really concentrating on like the the competitive aspect where you just (laughs) set marbles loose in one of these contraptions and talk about them as if they were all competing against each other to race to the bottom fastest (laughs) or something like that it's it is a lot of fun. It's it's silly, but it's also just like you, you really get invested. Like my wife and I, our team is the Midnight Wisps. <laughs> we're we're big Midnight Wisps fans. Um, they're doing pretty well this season. They've dropped a few spots recently. I'm, I'm hoping that maybe they can make the top three by the end of this Marble League 2020. But this is kind of a sports ball I could get behind. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm not a huge like the sports strongman competition for glass balls. Yeah, yeah. I am I am certainly Will actually mentioned. That you're not a sports fan, I was like, I like him more already. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I'm not much of a sports fan at all. Um, I'll watch a game of curling every now and then. I do enjoy that. But, uh, it's more for the relaxing aspect of it than anything else. Yeah, I would rather play a video game. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, sweet. All right. Yeah. Good recommendations. Okay, so that's an episode. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Send us an email. Give us some feedback. What? Well, let our oh yeah, uh, our guest plug his plug walls. <laughs> oh yeah, Link. Uh, <laughs> shout out your uh, your podcast and your social media. Yeah, yeah. plug all of, all the things you want to share. Yeah, so my show is called Snescapades, where my friend Emmy and I we are trying to review, talk about the history of, and rank every single Super Nintendo game that came out in North America chronologically. That is available <laughs> on. Uh... Bless your souls. <laughs> We're. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, like I said, we're getting through uh, December 92, and uh, well, it is rough. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you can find uh, Snescapades on pretty much all your favorite podcast apps. Uh, we're primarily through Anchor, but you can also check us out on uh, honestpiranha.com. It's just honestpiranha, all one word. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Snescapades, and uh, that's probably the best way to find out about what's going on specifically like with the, um, <laughs> the other Star Trek podcast, Trekking in the 90s, that we're going to be rolling out with bi-weekly here pretty soon awesome that sounds good i'll have to subscribe to that one too when it comes out yes same all right now it's time to to end the show (laughs) (laughs) yeah we really did bad with our soundboard on the show (laughs) (laughs) oh so that oh we want to shout out our patron first right yeah boston Boston Harbor horror awesome podcast if you want to Join in there, patreon.com slash grandrapidians play video games. Yep. <laughs> we'll send you stickers every month. You can make me play a certain game on a system. I'll put or up polls. Or me. Yeah, or Ginger. 
And we'll shout you out every episode. Yeah. And we got some t-shirts still, if you join the higher tier. We definitely do. (laughs) (laughs) Over a year later. (laughs) It's all good, though. Send us an email, grandrapidiansplayvideogames at gmail.com. Yep. You can find us on Twitter at grand underscore video. You can find us on Instagram at grandrapidiansplayvideogames. I'm the runner of that, and I hardly post. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> you can also call us at 9167-WILLIE, 9167-WILLIE. Yes, it's a real number. <laughs> <laughs> if you leave us a review and send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a free sticker for that, too. We might still have a Reddit page. We don't know because Simon hasn't been <laughs> on in a while. We miss you, Simon. All right. Is that everything? I think so. You can find all our stuff at linktr.ee dot ee slash grandrapidians. Yep. You can leave us a review on Podchaser at Podchaser dot com slash grandrapidians play video games. Yep. I got a custom URL there too. <laughs> Alright, that's everything. Thanks for listening, everybody, and thanks for joining us, Link. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Goodbye.